Yeah, motherfucker. Michael Myers is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to Nerds Collide, a podcast about all things geeky and possibly spooky. He is Travis. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Good old Robin. He is Joe you. Grizzly. <laughs> and I'm Justin. <laughs> Together, we're just a couple of nerds. <laughs> Uh, so this is the uh, one, man. This is this is the episode. I ain't the one, Travis. Definitely not the two. <laughs> yeah, I, I am the two. <laughs> I'm the sh- I'm the shit. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, this is uh this is the one. This is the episode when we when we started this podcast. I knew we would eventually get here. You knew one day. You'd make me watch yeah. a bunch of movies. Well, to be fair, I, I was under the assumption that you had seen them. Well, that's where you're wrong, gosh darn it. Yeah. Anyway, you wanna you wanna let the folks in on what we're what we're talking about today? So today for the third week of five weeks of Halloween. Ooh. We're gonna be talking about the Halloween franchise. All of them. All the movies. All we're of gonna them. be here for a while. Six hours. No, we're not gonna <laughs> We're not, I was like, I'm gonna be no. late for I'm gonna be late we're for not, work. We're not gonna go into uh, you know breakdowns of each film. <laughs> I do like the idea that I call work and I'm, like, I'm gonna be late and I'm just sitting in front of my computer for a few hours. <laughs> we're only on Halloween too. <laughs> Cause somehow we ended up going scene for scene like we did with Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> <laughs> But yep, we're gonna talk about the Halloween franchise. It's my favorite, man. Uh, it's my favorite. It it trumps Star Wars for me. Damn. This is it. This is that's it's at the top. It's at the ten up. I was gonna say that. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of the what it was exactly. I was like, what is that thing? What is that thing that uh two chain says? It is the tin op. It is the tin op, dear listeners. We're gonna and speaking of tin op, we're gonna start right at the tin op of the Halloween franchise. Halloween one, 
Well, but you know, we got some stuff to talk about as well. Yeah, because okay, so you for the first time sat down and watched all of them over the past few weeks, right? Yeah. So my history with the Halloween franchises, I watched one and two as a child, and three. And then just kind of stopped watching them after that. So I had never seen four, five, six. I thought I had seen H2O, but upon rewatching it, I realized that I hadn't. I probably saw like a scene or something. Uh, never saw Resurrection. I had been in a room with where people were watching Rob Zombie's Halloween and watched it for about 10 minutes and stopped. <laughs> And maybe, I don't know, we'll get to why later. But uh, then I actually went to the movie theater to see Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 at the suggestion of my brother. And, you know, I that that still cuts me a little deep to this day that my brother had the audacity to suggest, to highly recommend Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Make me spend hard-earned money to go to a theater to see it. And, uh, yeah. And then I've seen all the recent ones. Minus Halloween Ends, which comes out October 14th. This episode will come out on the 16th. So it's already out at this point, And we've probably already watched it. Yeah, for but sure. We'll get into that later. But for me, Halloween is... It was one of those franchises that... Well, you know, it around October, it, it's always on AMC. So, you know, just growing up as a kid, I would, you know, catch the movies on TV. It, it wasn't until three or four years ago that I watched them, like, all in order. Or watched them as an adult, I should say. It is always on AMC. It, like, it is, surpri- it is very surprising that I missed all of them. Yep. And, and like I said, a few years ago, I sat down and one year, well... A few years ago on Halloween, I watched them all in a row, and that has become a tradition of mine. So every year, I watch them all. Watch all the Halloweens on Halloween? Yep. How far do you get? Do you get through all of them? I skip the Rob Zombie ones. I'll (laughs) I'll usually, I'll watch those earlier in the month, but uh, for the marathon, I, I, I skip those. It's a weird franchise to marathon, though. Yeah, because <laughs> it's because <so> yeah. <laughs> because dear listener, there are five timelines in the Halloween <laughs> franchise. <laughs> I had to uh, confirm this with Travis, the Halloween connoisseur, but I was thinking about this last night and just said to myself, "There are five different timelines in this franchise." And that's goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, so why don't we break them down real quick, just to, I guess, if if anyone's listening to this and they haven't seen all of the films, just so they kind of have a frame of reference. Right. So we got Halloween 1, and then Halloween 2 is the direct sequel, happens immediately after mm-hmm. the events of Halloween 1. <laughs> then... You have to skip to four to continue the story of Michael Myers because Halloween 3 is a totally separate entity. It uh, It's about a middle-aged doctor who is on, on the hunt 
for some masks and and sex <laughs> and uh yeah so anyway one timeline is one two four five six <laughs> then three is a separate timeline all in itself and then you got uh halloween halloween 2 Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection. That's four. And then the fifth one is Halloween. And then you got to jump all the way to Halloween <laughs> 2018. <laughs> that bothers me so much that they couldn't call it anything else besides Halloween. Yeah. I should have called it like Halloween Returns. That would have been... The, the easy way to... Okay, so... Let's just call it Halloween from from here on out because it's David Gordon Green's Halloween. So we'll just call it Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. So we'll call it that. That's a frame of reference. So yeah, so the last timeline is is nineteen seventy eight Halloween. Halloween. <clears throat> Halloween kills and then the upcoming Halloween ends. Which yep. I- <laughs> I think we actually forgot to mention, but the Rob Zombie films are... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got are uh, the other timeline. Yeah. Because they're a remake of one. Technically, it's a remake of two as well. Like a slight remake. Because it does start at the hospital, I think. I don't remember. But, I, don't, uh, I don't remember those ones as much as I, as much as I do the other ones. When I watch the Rob Zombie ones, they're just kind of like, they're on, they're on the background. You just kind of zone. You immediately get up and just start doing chores. <laughs> 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 I, I got better things to do. So before before we talk about what our favorite timeline is, um, I I guess maybe my question to you is what what is the one thing that you think this franchise as a whole, like what makes it good? Like what separates it from the other slasher films? Okay. So Halloween does two things really well. It always has the great shots of Michael Myers stalking his victims in the background. I think that is a wonderful, well, okay. It's not wonderful to stalk your victims. Okay. I'll just (laughs) throw that out there. But in the sense of this movie, it definitely builds tension. That that is the main tension builder in the Halloween series. Is except for where Halloween is, five. <laughs> where is Michael? Is he behind you? Yes, he is. <laughs> Dear God, run! <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other thing this franchise does really well is explosions. <laughs> but I'll get into that a little later. Right. But uh, I guess. You know, this is the kind of the first big slasher movie ever. I'm sure there were some before it, but none nearly as big and influential. You saw immediately studios coming out with their own sort of teenage slasher movies to try to cash in on the on the craze. Yeah. And a lot of the franchises that are so beloved that followed... Uh, are directly uh, linked 
to the Halloween series, especially, well, specifically Halloween 1 and 2. But yeah, you know, without Halloween, you don't got, you don't got Jason Voorhees, you don't got Freddy, you got none of these guys. None of them. I think I could live without Jason. You a fool for that. I can't, I can't get into the Friday the 13th. I, I get to three and then <laughs> just stop. Um, ones or three are the only good ones too. <laughs> no, you know, I think it's four that I can't. I don't know. One of oh, them. Oh, actually, no. Four is. I like four a lot too. But four is also where. Uh, actually, three is. This isn't about how. Or sorry, this isn't about Friday the Thirteenth. But so I'm gonna stop myself before I get carried away. <laughs> uh, I am a big fan of the Friday the Thirteenth series. I realize that only a few of them are actually good. But I would make the argument that only a few of the Halloween movies are actually good as well. <laughs> I did. I I obviously disagree. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I think, I think that's what the Halloween franchise is probably most known for is just being influential. Those first two movies, anyway, and also creating the iconic uh, killer. Because mm-hmm. before that. You know, a lot of the, uh, at least movie killers, were monsters or, um, you know, vampires, like supernatural entities, I guess. That's the second time I used that word today. And uh, every time I say entity, it reminds me of the movie The Entity, which has a really great part where... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm going into a little tangent, but at the end, the entity is like, Welcome home, cunt. <laughs> it makes me laugh every single time. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I think the Halloween franchise is uh, responsible for creating the killer. Mm. Uh, I guess there's a better way to phrase it, but it's like the popular killer, I guess I should say. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, it also does... Stalking scenes well, explosions very well. Yeah. Uh, what do you say? I mean, of course, the music. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, it's the most iconic horror theme of all time. Maybe just like a score. Period. I don't think any of them have a bad score. I, th- I think music is one thing that they all do very well. <laughs> I'll just say this now. I'm not going to have very much bad to say about any of these movies. <laughs> so, sorry for that. <laughs> um I enjoy them all, but yeah, I think that I think that when Halloween is at its best, that it really captures that atmosphere of a fall night in Illinois, it aside from H2O which is, takes place in California. But that's neither here nor there. And then it it's also at its best when you don't know Michael Myers' motive. When they try to get too creative with the character, when they try to give him a motive, a backstory, you know, whether it's Rob Zombie, he was this bullied kid with a terrible upbringing, or whether it was Halloween 2, where it was revealed that Laurie Strode was his sister. Anytime you try to give the character a motive or a reason, it, it d- takes away from the character. It takes away from the mystique. And I, Halloween is just at its best when it's just fucking weird guys stalking babysitters. 
So you don't like the Cult of Thorn? I do, but for different. I I just I don't think I don't think I think Halloween's at its best when there's not a reason. The Cult of yeah. Thorn, it, it's hard to like, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it is especially the places it goes in Halloween Six. But you know, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Michael Myers as a character is best when I don't really know what why he's doing something, you know? Yeah, I was He's just fucking ripping people's faces off. I was always that kid at school, you know, when you'd have the debates. Well, who would win? Freddy versus Jason. I was always that guy, Michael Myers. <laughs> just like pushing your glasses up like Michael Myers. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody's like, shut up, Travis. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so do we want to? We want to jump right in and do our favorite timeline. We want to start off with that. I do want to make mention that I, since this was the first time I had watched a lot of them, I did take notes while I was watching them. And reading back on the notes makes me want to watch a few of them <laughs> again. Which ones? <laughs> Halloween 5 and 6 specifically. Um, What about them? 6 is just so wildly absurd for the first... Actually, the entire time. That it's just, it's just kind of funny to watch them fumble through making Michael Myers, like, this cult member who... <laughs> It's just so silly for them to add this sort of layer to Michael Myers where he is the killing machine of a cult that <laughs> it's just so silly. Everything about that movie is so silly that I I was legit laughing for like the first hour and 10 minutes. And then the last 20 minutes, I was kind of confused and was just like, oh, just kept saying, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> just to give you. I'm going to give you a little taste of my notes. <laughs> For Halloween 5, because it starts immediately after 4, when uh they blow up that grave, that or that hole. What is it? It's a grave, right? I believe so, yeah. They blow up, they blow up a grave that Michael Myers tries to hide in, and then they reveal that the grave <laughs> goes out to a sewer pipe. Michael Myers floats down the river. <laughs> like, fucking funny as I was laughing so hard. And then I said, Michael is a vessel, all right. Because <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Loomis says that all the time. And I was just like, yeah, he's a vessel, all right, floating down the river. <laughs> so anyway... That's really good. And then in Halloween 6, I wrote... Halloween 6 has so many good notes, but... <laughs> a lot of them are... Like, for example... <laughs> how did Tommy Doyle know who Dr. Loomis was from behind? Because <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker hasn't seen Dr. Lewis since... Or Dr. Loomis since he was eight years old. I know, I know that back. I know that back when I see it. There's so many good things. Honestly, I wish we could go through every Halloween movie scene by scene. I would really love to. 
and maybe one day we will with the some of them but yeah i'm sure i'm sure there'll be some time where like man we don't have a topic for this episode well <laughs> let's pull halloween resurrection out of the hat and let's go see <laughs> shot for shot it is, it is interesting that because I, w- I would think, well, to my knowledge, five and six are probably the least rewatchable. Well, at least, no, not rewatchable, but they're the ones that I've rewatched the least. Even, yeah. At that point in the marathon is when I'm kind of like, I'm starting to do, <laughs> like, do other things, but I'm also, it's, I'm still paying attention somewhat. Man, you gotta watch, uh, yeah, I watch them, man. They're real good. I do you like gotta. I do like five, but it is a rough watch. You know, them. We'll talk about re- resurrection here in a second, but I think them killing off Rachel at the beginning of five yes. is a lot worse than what they did to Lori at the beginning of Resurrection. Well, I don't agree with that, but I well, do think killing I, off Rachel is terrible. I I think killing off Rachel is terrible. With who she was replaced with? What's her friend's name? Tina, man. T- Tina. Tina is insufferable. <laughs> and then, and then you take you know, little Jamie, who is a bright spot in four, and you make her a mute. And then you get you know, Doctor Loomis with his creepiness cranked all the way up. <laughs> yeah, just shaking children, <laughs> yelling at them. And telling then, them that their friends are dead. And then you get those goofy-ass fucking cops in power. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wrote... What is that music that plays? Dude. <laughs> when they first appear, yeah. it's like clown music. Yeah. I could not believe that they did that. Oh, man. Yeah, I wrote bumbling idiot cops for that. <laughs> I, have a, I have a soft spot for... Uh, five because it has what I think, what I feel is the best tension building scene, probably in the franchise when they're in the barn and they just keep having these fake scares, like a ki- little kitten scare. Mm-hmm. There's like different people scares. I think there's a cop scare, but then it just ends. <laughs> With a ripoff Friday the Thirteenth kill, and that is the cap that that pushes it over the edge for me. I go, yes, this is good. And there's such a great explosion in that movie. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Yeah, when <laughs> when Michael Myers is driving the Camaro through <laughs> the woods. I was howling the entire time. <laughs> and then he crashes into the tree and explodes. <laughs> I'm telling you, the explosions are where Halloween thrives. One of the reasons I like this franchise now is because of their well-placed explosions. Yeah, for sure. One, Just real quick, one of my other favorites is in Halloween 2. <laughs> I actually wrote... Kid dressed as Michael Myers gets run over and burns in an explosion caused by reckless automobile <laughs> usage. <laughs> because that, that fucking kid did not look anything like Michael Myers. Dr. Loomis is about to blast him with a 
<laughs> with a gun in the middle of a suburb, a suburban street. <laughs> and then he gets run over by a police car and explodes and dies in a fire. It's huh. so good. All right, man, let's um, just uh let's just keep rolling. Let's just keep talking about our favorite moments. Yeah, yeah. What is, what are some of your favorite moments? So I got one from a from the original, 1978. Yeah. I, I love that part where the kids go up to the house and Loomis is hiding in the bushes and he's like, "Hey Lonnie, get your ass away from me." I love Loomis, man. Yeah, Loomis is crazy because even in Halloween 1, he is the most insane person. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's crazy and he actually kind of is crazy. Yeah. I think I think when you were talking about tension building, um another good one in Halloween 5 is ultimately ends up being terrible because they killed off Tina, but um no that scene of her in her house when she's getting out of the shower, dog barking. Oh, Rachel, yeah. you mean? Ra- yeah, Rachel, not Tina. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that is a good scene. That, yeah, that's a good scene. I do wish that that would have been Rachel instead of, or sorry, I got it confused now. I wish that would have been Tina instead of Rachel. I feel like it makes more story sense. It is more logical to keep Rachel around for Jamie than it is Tina, unless there was some sort of contract dispute. I imagine that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, I did read the most insane thing. I guess the actress who plays uh, Jamie Lloyd, uh, Danielle Harris, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. wanted to come back for part six, but she was 17 at the time. So they would have had to follow a uh, code for young actors where they have like a school on set and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And also she wanted $5,000 for the role and they said no. So they went with a totally new person. And I was like, $5,000 is not a lot. What is this? Yeah, I think I think that's one of the reasons why Rob Zombie cast her as Annie, mm-hmm. and then and and then he kind of doubled down on that by having Annie survive the first film too, and then and she play she plays a a pretty big role in those two films too. Yeah, I'm glad that she got her her payday. Hopefully, <laughs> in those movies. And also, I mean, she is she is the best part of four or five. Like, yeah, but easily. I mean, they could have just still just because the character is only alive for a few scenes in six, and then Michael kills her right at the beginning. Which, why? Yeah, why do they they do this a lot in this franchise where Michael just kills a big character right at the beginning? <laughs> Yeah, it's totally dumb. I don't understand why they do that. And they keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they tried it once and people were like, this sucks. Why'd you do that? They keep doing it. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't do it in Halloween Kills. I was thinking, did they do it? No. no they did it at the end. Yeah. Oh, fucking Halloween, man. What are some... I'm trying to think... I... There's some other good. Uh, I, a part of me I wishes just, I would have rewatched them for this episode. I do want to give a shout out to LL Cool J and Busta Rhymes, uh, because they are the best parts of H2O and Resurrection, respectively. 
I fucking love LL Cool J and H2O I, yeah, reading, I, reading his little romance novel. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to disagree with that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, speaking of Halloween 6, even though we weren't, but I am now. <laughs> One of my absolute favorite parts, I was like, I was dying laughing. I had to stop watching the movie because I was laughing so hard. So there's the family in the beginning and... The father's like, you know, he sucks. Mm-hmm. He, he's an abusive father, which actually. <laughs> so they have that family fight at the beginning at the dinner table and the father, John, smacks the daughter who I cannot remember her name for whatever reason, Kara or something. And uh, then it's all over. And her brother asks, you guys OK? And I'm. You literally just watched your dad hit your sister. <laughs> and then your sister's son pulls a knife out on his grandfather. And you're like, is everything okay? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Jesus. So, but my favorite part is actually featuring the father. The father drives home drunk. They show him drinking earlier in the movie while at work. <laughs> He's driving home. And he pulls into the driveway. (laughs) I'm laughing thinking about it. He pulls into the driveway, hits a child's bike, and then says, whoopee. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) Five and six are like so... Five and six are so funny to me. I think that's why I like them so much. You know what another thing this franchise does well is they'll have characters... They'll have characters ask if things are okay, while things are very much not okay. And it is very obvious that they are not okay, so I don't understand <laughs> what logic there is there. Like, my one of my favorites is in 5, when the police are in the house and they're supposed to be guarding Jamie, and you hear on the radios... Michael Myers killing the police force (laughs) and the police officer on the radio keeps asking, are you okay? Are you there? And you just hear, ah, I have a lot. I have a lot of thoughts on the uh, Halloween franchise, apparently, but let's, uh, let's get into the timelines. All right, let's do it. Travis. What is, what is your favorite timeline and why? Tell me now. (laughs) calm down (laughs) i'm torn because the my default answer is halloween halloween 2 h4 h5 h6 yeah that's that's my answer but and this is where it's gonna get weird okay i also really like halloween halloween 2 h2o resurrection but h2o ruins it h2o h2o ruins it why do you say that because i love well, first of all, it's not Resurrection. I actually really like Resurrection. <laughs> I, I really like Resurrection. We'll talk more about it in a minute. H2O, let me talk about the things I like about H2O first. I think the character Laurie Strode, this version of Laurie Strode and how she's dealing with what happened to her is a much better depiction than what we get in 2018's Halloween. I agree with that, actually. I, it, it's, it's really well done. I give fuck all about her son, though. <laughs> or those fucking kids. It doesn't 
it just doesn't work for me not being in Haddonfield. I, and I don't know if it's that it's not in Haddonfield, it's that it's in California. And and there's some pretty serious mask issues with uh with H2O. <laughs> we'll, get in, that... we'll get into it in a bit, but also those <laughs> the holes for the eyes are just way too big. You can see the actor's eyes. There's also that one scene in H2O where Michael's just like holding himself up in the ceiling by one arm and he just like slowly lowers himself. Dude, they repeat that in Resurrection. I'm like, he's the strongest guy ever. He's Yeah. He just lowers himself from the ceiling like <laughs> fucking an angel or something. Just graceful as can be. You know what is so H2O has obvi- easily the lowest kill count, right? Oh yeah. Well I can let's let's fact check this real quick. Yeah, I didn't look it up, but uh, go go on with your point, and I'll uh, I'll look it up. There's so many instances in H2O where they try to throw a curveball, and a lot of them I feel fall flat. Like there's there's the whole scene where Michael Myers is in the bathroom stalking those two, the the mother and the daughter, which is really odd that they uh, recreated that for uh, the Halloween to the Halloween, I should say. There's a lot of similarities between H2O and the Hologreen, but yeah, and then he doesn't end up killing him. He just steals their car, and I thought that was really strange. Oh, yeah. I, I do really like that opening. I do really like that. Well, and, and then Wait, they, the opening where... Well, not the opening, but the that the scene where he oh, steals right. their car. And then, yeah, like you said, they kind of recreate that in Hologreen, but then he, <laughs> he just murders them. You know what is... <laughs> You know what is so silly about H2O is he steals the car in Haddonfield and drives it all day to California or wherever he gets, steals the the other car and drives it all the way to California. Dude, how? Well, I mean, you can't stop for gas, so you just got to get another car. How do you get through, like, tolls and shit? Michael Myers is the best driver of all time. <laughs> and I love <laughs> the most how, efficient. <laughs> and I love how like they explain <laughs> the fact that he's able to drive and just kind of like they don't explain it, but when Loomis is in nine in the nineteen seventy eight original, when Loomis is like, Well, someone must have been giving him lessons. <laughs> yeah. It's and such a throwaway it. <laughs> line and they build the entire franchise on it. <laughs> because Michael just drives constantly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it takes from Illinois to California is one day and seven hour drive. <laughs> Thirty one hours to be exact. Do you think do you think at some point he's like in the middle of nowhere on a highway? He's just like, you know what? I'll take the mask off here. <laughs> no, Michael Myers would be the type to just keep it on the whole drive and look straight ahead. He doesn't he doesn't turn get in turn lanes. <laughs> he, he probably he definitely doesn't use a signal. Yeah. But, so uh... my confusion about H2O is so it's Halloween in Haddonfield in the beginning, right? It I don't think it's Halloween. Okay, cuz I was really confused. I think I'm mixing up scenes. But I could have swore they showed, like, children trick-or-treating in the beginning, and then Michael drives to California and there's still kids trick-or-treating. 
And uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No. Okay. No. I think I guess was, I, I guess yeah. I need to rewatch H2O again. <laughs> so um, speaking of H2O, I do have the official kill counts here. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So I'm on ScreenRant.com. So I'm just going to go through all of them real quick. So, so your guess, uh, let's make this fun. Okay. So which... Which movie do you think has the least kills? You said H2O, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say H2O. Okay, which one do you think has the most? Halloween and, or Kills, right? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> You're wrong on both counts. Damn. So, coming in at just six kills is the original 1978 Halloween. Oh. H2O has one more kill with seven. Okay. Uh, Halloween 2, ni- 1981 Halloween 2. Has 10 kills. So there's a big jump there from 6 to 10. That's not yeah. a big jump, but it's a significant jump. Uh, next up is Halloween Resurrection with 10 kills. Then Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers has 17 kills. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Halloween 2018 also has 17 kills. Halloween Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 has 19 kills. Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers has 19 kills. Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers has 20. So we got two left. All right. So which one do you think is number one? Now, we got two left. We got Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, wow. And, Hall- so and Halloween 3. Wait, Halloween 3? Yeah. Is Halloween 3 number one? Halloween 3 is number one. Wow. So Rob Zombie's Halloween has 20 kills, and Halloween 3 has 22 kills. Where was. Halloween kills on that list again. How many, uh, how many deaths were there? Oh wait, Halloween kills wasn't even on this list. Hold on, stupid me. Halloween kills kill count. Let's see. Come on. <laughs> They're like it was too okay. many. <laughs> Thirty-one. <laughs> yeah, easily. Okay. Like, so how- so you were right. <laughs> what was Halloween 3 again, though? 23? 20, 22. Yeah, that's wild. I didn't think that many people died in Halloween 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go back and rewatch that. But still, though, to be the second highest kill count, I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if they did that many kills in Halloween Kills just to knock off Halloween 3. Because it's like the stepchild of the sea. <laughs> yeah, the bastard stepchild. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, you have a, a... Okay, so, yeah, you said... Back to our original question. Your favorite timeline. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, so a very close runner-up is the timeline with H2O and Resurrection. I would, um, ag- I would agree that 1, 2... Four, five, six is my favorite timeline. Yeah, it it gets a little weird around five and six, but two and four are arguably the best sequels. Yeah, each each of them has their faults, like almost unforgivable faults to them. But yeah, them fucking shoulder pads in four and that mask. <laughs> Even though <laughs> over the years the mask kind of, I mean, if you look at our. Our nerds collide Halloween artwork. <laughs> That's the Halloween four <laughs> mask I'm wearing. <laughs> Do you want to transition into uh, favorite masks now? 
Uh, yeah, it feels like a natural transition. Oh, wait, no, you didn't. Oh, you, you did give me your favorite yeah, timeline. Yeah, my favorite timeline is uh, one, two, four, five, six. And then probably a close second is, I wouldn't even say close second. My second favorite is uh, one and then the new movies, I think. No, I, I can't. I can't put that above the one with H2O and Resurrection. I don't know. I, I would have to, I got to wait till Ends comes out to see how that, See how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we both know it's not going to end. They're going to keep making these movies. But, uh, all right. So let's get into masks. You want to do least favorite or favorite first? I feel, I feel like let's do favorite first because that those answers are probably going to be obvious. So what's your favorite mask? Honestly, my favorite mask is one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the new mask for 2018 and kills is a close second but i do agree with that but that original is just it's iconic and you know i do like curse i do like the mask and curse even though i don't like the hair yeah um yeah curse is it seems a lot grittier yeah but the hair is like wild <laughs> it's just sticking up all over the place all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Michael Myers' bedhead, dude. <laughs> it's like, so it's like, sleeps with his back. <laughs> it's, it's like he was sleeping in the cult. The thorn came in, like, we need, we need you to go out and kill people. Oh, man. He's like, God damn it. Can I just sleep? All right, so what's your least favorite man? <laughs> I feel like the the worst mask is a closer race <laughs> than favorite mask because oh. I think a lot of them are just terrible. <laughs> but I probably would say four is <laughs> like... no man, you're no. <laughs> Okay, so this is so even... <laughs> so before I had even seen four when we were doing the preparation for our five weeks of Halloween, we contacted an artist, Gracie. Uh, they do our art and they rule, so you should check them out. Uh, we have links to their profile to their social media in our uh, show notes and descriptions, so check them out. But anyway, Travis, <laughs> Travis was like, Travis told me he would like to be, uh, he would like his character design to mirror the Halloween for Michael Myers and sent me a picture of Michael Myers in four. It's specifically the scene where, <laughs> where he like, he like pops out of where, what is he doing? He's like on the floor and he pops. Yeah, he's up. on the floor and he's propped up on the bed. And the lightning flashes and it lights up his face. <laughs> <laughs> and I, mind you, I had not seen Halloween four before seeing this picture, and I just thought to myself, "This is the fucking worst looking mask I've ever seen." <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as the bag sackhead from Friday the Thirteenth, dude. Sackhead. Come on, man. There's one eye hole. No, man. Sack, sackhead Jason sucks. That's the yeah, best version of Jason. I don't know what he sucks, but he sucks. Okay. So I, I would say four, probably. 
But in real time, I want you to look up the Halloween Five mask and tell me that's not worse. <laughs> Pull it up right now. <laughs> Pull it up. Tell me that it's not worse. All right, let's go. I'm gonna pull it up too, just for the laugh. Ugh, Halloween, Halloween Five mask is really bad too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It is really close, but I think that one shot of him with the lightning strike—it just kind of is the nail in the coffin for four. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this Halloween 5 mask. Yeah, Halloween 5 mask is really bad, too. <laughs> is it? It's not the same mask, right? No. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Halloween 5. They decided that the mask used... Oh, so they were originally going to reuse the mask from 4, but the stuntman, George P. Wilbur, would not be reprising the role. And for some reason... This franchise is notorious for just giving out their props. Like, and you know, just... yeah. And you know what's a shame is on the um the artwork for Halloween Five, like the box set or the cover for it. The mask looks really good in that cover. <laughs> not this face. Um. Yeah. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, though, I wanna I wanna double check this. Uh, I believe five mask is really bad. <laughs> what you know? What's weird is, um, oh, never mind. I was wrong. But yeah, <laughs> so Halloween five would be my answer, but um, my answer is H two O, but not the normal H two O mask. Just that one fucking scene where we get the CGI mask for some fucking reason. So, I I forget the story on why they did it. I'm going to look it up real quick. That is is so ugly. It is unbelievable how terrible that is. So, I believe they had to use a CGI mask because they, uh... They had to reshoot the scene, I believe. And they yeah. did it without a mask? Yeah, they did it without a mask. <laughs> Just get over here. We gotta reshoot it. H. <laughs> They're like, do you have the mask? <laughs> He's like, no. No, I threw it away. Because <laughs> I never thought we were going to make another fucking Halloween movie ever again. <laughs> Even though we're on we're on seven. You know what was interesting when I was watching? I got a free trial to Paramount Plus to watch H2O and Resurrection. They actually labeled Halloween Resurrection as Halloween 8 Resurrection. That's weird. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Oh, here's that. That is in my, uh, Halloween 4 when randomly Michael Myers just has blonde hair. Yeah, that that one's also <laughs> close. Dude, this CGI mask is just so bad. Yeah, it is awful looking. I cannot believe that someone approved that. But the regular H2O mask is bad as well. The eye, That's hole, very... eye holes are way too big. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he had to cut them 
cut him open a little bit bigger so you can see why he was driving all that way. <laughs> yeah, maybe on his trip from Illinois to California, he stopped. Like, I can't fucking see merging traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the the mask for Halloween and Halloween Kills is really good, though. It's really good. It's it's up there towards the top of the list. I agree with that. They do a good job in those. Yeah. All right. So I feel like the next natural place to go is to talk about our favorite, least favorite, Michael Myers. One of my top tier Michaels is in five. I love when he's just driving that Camaro through the field. That's like the fucking funniest thing to me. Um, Anytime Michael drives is... It's just like <laughs> it's gonna be up there for me. Yeah. So Halloween H two O is one where I'm like, this is so absurd that he's driving for thirty four hours. Jesus Christ. Um, man, they should have did an uh an extended edition where there's just like a montage of him driving cross country. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's playing that Creedence Clearwater Revival song. Uh. Where it's like, some folks are born made to raise the flag. You know, Ooh, red, white, and blue. You know what would have been really interesting as a part of H2O is if during during the beginning parts where Lori is like, she's seeing Michael, but he's not really there. And, you know, she's having a hard time dealing with the fact that it's Halloween. Like, in the background, you hear, like, news reports of, like, dead bodies popping up across the country. Yeah. It's just like these random killings on the side of highways. I feel like if they should have added just that little tidbit. That would have been nice. I agree with that. But I mean, Michael shows up like less than halfway through that movie. So <laughs> you, know, you know what my issue with H2O is? What? H2O feels like it's a generic slasher film that was made as a result of Scream, and they just tacked Michael oh, Myers man. onto it. Yeah, that's totally true. It the ripple effect of uh of Scream in the nineties has such a dramatic effect on everything that follows, including H two O, which is wild because you know H two O is or sorry, Halloween is the godfather of slashers. Yeah, and then just to see it, yeah, take it, on it, that Scream identity is kind of weird yeah it feels like the studio had that this script for this slasher film and they just kind of had it sitting there like you know what let's throw michael and laurie in here and it's halloween you know don't get that with halloween resurrection that's all i'm saying <laughs> halloween h2o is definitely inspired i guess by scream but halloween six has so many terrible 90s cliche film filmmaking techniques that <laughs> I honestly at the beginning didn't know if I was going to make it through. It has those flash cuts where it just like where it just like gets really bright and it goes immediately to the same fucking scene where it's just like tring, tring, tring. <laughs> And there's, like, loud noise cuts. Everything about 90s horror movies that's awful 
where he's in that movie and it it's it's astounding that I even remotely like that movie just because it does so many things poorly. Um yeah. On the topic of Halloween 6, what do you feel about Paul Rudd in that film? <laughs> I I wrote Paul Rudd is sweet in my notes. <laughs> I don't actually think Paul Rudd is really good in that movie. No. But I don't even... I don't think that was Paul Rudd. I think that's the script. And the director. And Paul Rudd is great, though. Like, in a terrible sense. <laughs> I think I was... I don't know if I mentioned it. It might have been before we started recording, but... There's a scene where Paul Rudd just scares a little kid and then stares at him. <laughs> for, for about ten seconds. And then says... I'm sorry. <laughs> just like, what is happening? I guess my favorite Michael Myers is one, as you know, cliche as that is. My okay. my least favorite Michael is probably that's a tougher decision. I'm gonna say H two O as well. So H two O would have been my answer, but but much like much like the CGI mask, my my least favorite Michael. Pops up in one scene, and it's in the 1978 original. When Michael is unmasked, <laughs> that is Tony Moran, and that's the only scene that he plays Michael in. <laughs> Just to put that mask to come off, and for him to make that stupid fucking face, and put it right back on. And then that's it. <laughs> that, <laughs> Just that one little scene. Tony Moran as Michael Myers to get unmasked. Unmasked. 1978 Unmasked. I do love in the original Halloween where he's just... <laughs> like, uh, sorry, there's also audio coming in from... So Lori is just sitting... She just stabbed Michael Myers in the eye with a coat hanger. Mm -hmm. Michael Myers sits up all Undertaker style. <laughs> The kids are running. He stalks Lori and then just starts choking her. <laughs> I'm watching it right now. I need to see this unmasking. All right. That was good. What are you talking about? You don't like it, Travis? No, I just feel like he has... he Out of all the actors who played Michael Myers, he has the least to offer. So therefore, he's the worst. And it's probably unfair to stack him up against actors who have portrayed Michael over several movies, but I, I like all of the Michaels, so that's my answer. Do do you do you feel like that was a mistake to unmask him? In the first one? Yeah. No. Um I actually read an interesting Reddit post about uh just the first one entirely. Basically it was just talking about how in the original Mike 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 Myers uh Mikey Myers. Mike, Mikey Myers, like, he literally gets off on stalking these these teenagers, and he's doing it out in the open. Like, anyone walking down the street could just see Michael Myers <laughs> popping from behind a bush and then running away. He's He does not give a shit about getting caught. Yeah. And, uh... His ident his whole identity is this mask. And so when he takes it off, he you know, he 
stops trying to kill Lori to put it on. Yeah. Because he realizes, or he thinks, maybe not even thinks, but he just, like, that is his identity at that point. Sure. So, I don't think that was a mistake. It is funny that they don't really unmask him any other time in in the franchise. Like, even even movies with Lori in it, she doesn't try to unmask him, even though it worked before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, where he's got, like, half a mask on the whole movie. I just mean, as a character, Lori oh, yeah. should be like... Wow, remember that time I unmasked Michael Myers and he stopped trying to kill me? Maybe <laughs> I should do that again. <laughs> so that was my least favorite. So for me, my favorite Michael Myers is the most recent one. Halloween Green, 2018. I feel like he just edges out the original. Um, Don't really have a good reason why. <laughs> I think... He is uh, a big dude. I, f- I feel like he... It's a natural progression from the first one, from Nick Castle as the shape. I feel like it, it's James Jude Courtney is like the the best natural progression. Like he feels like this is Nick Castle's Michael Myers forty years later. Also, whatever actor played Michael Myers in those flashback scenes from <laughs> Halloween Kills, they nailed that spot on. Yeah, I do remember. I do remember liking that. I wonder if that was a did they CGI Michael the entire Michael? And uh, no, that was an actor who played that. I'm just reading about how people uh, were taking the costume, like the props home from these Halloween movies, and then they would go to film the next one and be like, "Oh man, we don't have the mask." <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's so fucking funny. Yeah, I think the I think besides. The Halloween, 2018 the Halloween Kills, the only other time that they reused a mask was the original and then Halloween 2. It, yep. was just, it was just a different actor, so the mask looked a little bit different in Halloween 2. But yeah, the the masks are weird in Halloween for sure. They There's some stinkers and then there's some real good ones. Halloween Resurrection mask is really bad too. I'm looking at it right now. All right, so... We, we we keep bringing up Halloween Resurrection. Let me shoot Halloween Resurrection some bail, okay? <laughs> it's a damn good film, okay? It's a damn good film. I don't know about that, Travis. I, I particularly like the beginning where Laurie Strode gets her comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> you know. She gets what she deserves. I I do not have an issue with them completely retconning the ending of H2O. <laughs> I have absolutely no qualms about it. I like it. I, like I almost it. I almost stopped watching the movie because of that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took me like three days to get back to it. Oh, man. I, I like it. I like it. I like, I like the, um, the setup of the film where you, know, you got these college students exploring the Myers house, even though the inside of the house seems way bigger than it appears on the outside. But, you know, anyway. Yeah, and it's got underground tunnels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the characters themselves leave a little bit to be desired, but I think it's also partly because I really like 
the found footage genre of horror films. So that probably aids into why I enjoy this movie as much as I do. I like the scenes where it cuts back to, you know, the the party where the two kids are just like, you know, bunkered down in the room watching this yeah. live stream. And then over the course of the movie, more and more people filter in and they're watching it. Because, like, that's totally something, like, I would do at a house party. It's like, I'm finding the room and I'm, like, I'm watching this, like, this show or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, yes, man. Yes, How... I would like to go to a party and be antisocial. Of course. <laughs> of course. I want to have the option to be social if I choose to be. <laughs> I, I don't know. I... I can understand and sympathize with why people don't like this movie. I like we were talking about earlier, I think the title is abysmal. <laughs> Nothing is resurrected here whatsoever. Uh, yeah, after watching it, I just said resurrection. <laughs> I I agree that Buster Rhymes like oh, punking Michael Myers and then proceeding to <laughs> have a competitive fight with him <laughs> is stupid but when he starts busting out these kicks like <laughs> i could not believe the direction that they they chose to go in that also I... <laughs> buster buster rhymes electrocutes michael myers testicles doesn't he I love. I think so. Yeah, I love how they establish <laughs> Buster yeah. Rhymes as being a character who knows how to fight <laughs> by the girl coming to his room saying she wants to leave, and he's watching kung fu movies. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. No, baby girl. I love you so, sleep on. I love so much about this movie. I I really do. <laughs> I do love. Busta Rhymes at the end when he's just talking so much shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Michael Myers is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Fuck that motherfucker. I was like, <laughs> God damn, dude. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know how you can, even if you think this movie is bad, I don't understand how anybody could sit down and not find enjoyment out of it. Yeah, Buster Rhymes by himself carries this movie for me. I fucking love I would, I everything agree. that he does. When he dresses up as Michael is hilarious. <laughs> he looks incredible in the Michael Myers mask. Yeah. Uh, especially because... They must have molded it uh, to fit his face very well because it looks like Busta Rhymes. <laughs> oh, man. It's like they made a Busta Rhymes Halloween mask. <laughs> uh, yeah, Busta Rhymes rules. You know what is a sore spot for me about Resurrection? Now that I'm thinking about it, is the Tyra Banks off-screen kill? Apparently, oh, yeah. that was filmed, but they uh, cut it. I, I don't know. Like, if, I don't know if I miss it. I was like, man, I want to see Tyra Banks die, not in real life, but, <laughs> but in a movie. <laughs> Whoa, there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, partner. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. I don't. 
Resurrection is a stinker, Travis. Right? No, man. It it's it's a top five Halloween film. <laughs> top five. Top maybe, five. Maybe uh maybe maybe after Halloween ends come out, we can uh we can put together some sort of ranking. So I've actually been ranking these as I've been watching them. And uh and the Halloween movies are incredible because I know the first two of my favorites. But then it, it just varies wildly and can change at any moment what I think my other favorite movies are. Let me put together a ranking real quick and you give me yours. You want me to give you mine now? Sure. So as of, as of this day, right now, and this may change. Should I go from the bottom up? Yeah. So it goes Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween 1. Which might flip, honestly. There's a kill in 2 that I absolutely love. And those small things are very big <laughs> when considering the ranking of the Halloween movies to me. Then you get Resurrection. Resurrection's better than the Rob Zombie films, but that's not saying much. Of course, then, um, that that might change too. Well, we can do them. We can do them again. I'm gonna. So according to this list, it goes Resurrection, Halloween is next. I don't necessarily think Halloween is a bad movie, but whatever. Then it is Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills has some good kills that. Make it a little bit better to me. Then Halloween H2O. I think H2O succeeds in Lori's trauma, even though it is lighthearted, which is kind of weird. But also, it does do a good job of building characters that I care about and then they die, which, you know, I can't say for a lot of the other ones. Halloween 3 would be next. This movie is strange because I think it's okay, but I it, I think it's an okay horror movie, but I don't think it's a good Halloween movie. I just wish, uh, I wish they would have just called it Season of the Witch and then released it. That would have been cool. Um, <laughs> then according to m- my list, it's <laughs> my top five is from five to one Halloween four. Halloween 5. Halloween 6 is my third favorite Halloween movie. <laughs> and then Halloween 2 and Halloween 1. All right, so keep in mind that I, I just made this ranking on the fly. So it's it's going to change by the time we get to the end of October, and maybe I'll let you know what it is then. So as of right now, my least favorite is Halloween 2, Rob Zombies, followed up by... Rob Zombie's original Halloween. Then we got Halloween 2018 or Halloween. That one will probably climb up. Then Halloween 6. <laughs> Halloween 5. Halloween H2O. Halloween Kills. Halloween 3. Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> God damn it. And number 3. Coming in at my fourth favorite, Halloween Resurrection. Coming in at number three is Halloween 2. 
Coming in at number two is Halloween 4. And of course, my favorite is 1978 Halloween. So we almost got the same. Well, no. Where, where did you have Halloween 4? Uh, it's five. Okay. Damn, that's pretty I, long, man. Halloween 4 is damn near perfect, except for those shoulder pads and mask. There's some stuff about 4 that I think is silly. Um, You don't like the ending with, with, with Jamie kind of like inheriting the evil? I mean, I know they go nowhere with it in 5 and they ruin it, but as as the yeah. ending, you know, in so and of I itself. Did, I did think that was interesting, that there are two points of Halloween 4 that I think are really cool and interesting is they have Jamie dress up in the original costume that Michael wore. Yeah. Which is awesome. And they have her replicate or uh, her duplicate the ending or sorry, the beginning of the original Halloween. (laughs) I think just because they go nowhere with it in five and those movies are so closely related. Sure. It, uh, it drives down four, but for some reason makes me like five <laughs> more. I don't know how that works, but... Man. Yeah, five is one of those ones where it, it's always at the bottom of somebody's ranking. I don't... It, it does get a little bit boring at times. And again, like I said, them killing off Rachel at the beginning is... Like, I got an issue with that. You can kill Lori all you want. I don't care. Look, Lori's had a been in enough Halloween movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Four also suffers from uh, some re- just really stupid design decisions. Dr. Loomis having the slight burn on his cheek while Michael Myers is wrapped head to toe in bandages. <laughs> yeah. Even though they were in the same fucking room. <laughs> And Michael Myers is the supernatural one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't even believe that both of them survived that explosion in two. Yeah, well, I mean, again, keep in mind, they weren't supposed to. That was supposed to be it. And then they were going, moving forward with it being an antho- anthology series. Do you think if they would have went anthology, like, how... How far do you think they would have got? How many films until... I mean, because has there ever been any good like horror anthology? I have no idea, honestly. I mean, American Horror Story had a few good seasons. I think I think if Halloween 4 would have continued the path of 3 and been a completely separate entity, it might have ended right there. <laughs> I think yeah. if... I think it's, you know... It's uh, it's admirable to double down on the anthology aspect, but I think at that point, if there was the public outcry for Michael Myers' return, and then they were like, no, fuck off, and just made another anthology, they, we probably would never have another... Well, we probably would have had a very, very large gap between the Halloween movies. Yeah. I honestly can see a timeline where they do another anthology movie for four, and then we don't get a Halloween movie until H2O. Yeah, probably. Or even, I can even see a timeline where they don't make another Halloween movie or Michael Myers Halloween movie until the Rob Zombie remake. I feel like in in that alternate universe, we're probably sitting here talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what though? Halloween the Halloween franchise is my favorite, but a Nightmare on Elm Street might be consistently better. I'm a, I'm gonna be real honest here. I've only seen Nightmare on Elm Street one and Freddy and versus Jason. Well, so you know, well, maybe maybe well, next year. Well, five week five weeks of Halloween. 2023. <laughs> it's a nightmare on Nerd Street. Damn. You heard it here, folks. Nightmare on Nerd Street next year. So. Oh, I do want to bring this up because I wrote it down. What's okay. your favorite side character in the franchise? Like a character that isn't Michael, but and also isn't necessarily like a main character. So I'm going to go with. I'm I'm gonna try to go with something that's not an obvious answer. I like Loomis, Lori, like those are obvious answers. And even Rachel and Jamie are probably gonna be pretty common answers. I'm gonna yeah. go with I'm gonna go with Annie, but specifically Annie from Rob Zombie's two movies. Um, I think the actress who played Jamie Lloyd being able to come back to the franchise and them giving that the character of Annie a bit more weight in those two movies. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, yeah. I need to look this person up because he is such a non-essential character, but he is my favorite <laughs> My favorite side character. Favorite side uh, character is Sartain. <laughs> my, my favorite... Side character in the Halloween franchise is Bucky from Halloween 4, played by Harlow Marx. He's only in one scene. It's where an electrician is working on Transformers and then is confronted by Michael Myers. And Michael Myers proceeds to just kill him by shoving him into an elect- you know, an electrical Transformer. He is my favorite <laughs> character <laughs> because... He's working. He sees Michael Myers. <laughs> he does not give a fuck about him. It's just like, hey, get out of here. And then Michael can, you know, meets him face to face. And Bucky says, don't try that Halloween <laughs> shit with me. <laughs> the fucking funniest thing ever and then, and then he's like i'm on the phone with the cops right now don't you think about leaving <laughs> he is so confrontational and so a part of me wonders he's had a long day at work man a part of me wonders if he he has to know what michael myers looks like right because Michael Myers is such a big thing in Haddonfield. It's basically what the crux of, you know, Haddonfield culture is Michael Myers. Yeah. A part of me wonders if this character is like, oh, look, it's Michael Myers. I do not give a shit. Get out of here. Because he does say, don't try the Halloween shit on me, which could just be, you know, him in a mask. That That's one thing that, like in Halloween five, when you have that kind of almost mob mentality of like the citizens of Haddonfield going out. Oh no, that's Halloween four, right? Yeah, that yeah, that's Halloween okay. four. Halloween four. It it works so much better with again that mob mentality. You got the citizens of Haddonfield like taking it upon themselves, like, okay, no, we're gonna go out and we're gonna hunt Michael. 
it works so much better there than it does in Halloween Kills. It does. Because in Halloween Kills, the only thing Michael has done is kill a few babysitters 40 years ago, but he's this big enigma in the town. And that's like one of the gripes I have with this new this new trilogy is like they want to ignore all the other films but they don't do anything to add to I guess like add to the mystique of Michael or to I don't know what I'm trying to say here I think I understand what you're trying to say I think part of the reason why it works in four the mob mentality is because he's killed people in one two and up until that point all of four all the people that he's killed yeah, and so in Halloween Kills, to be fair, he does kill a lot of people in Halloween, Halloween, and uh, and then you add the first one, right? But then, but you get the that scene in the bar in the beginning of Kills, where like, yeah, you know, you got the survivors, right? Who they get together every year, like it just seems a little bit far fetched to me. I agree with that. It does seem far-fetched that they were able to convince a bunch of other people to go on this hunt for Michael Myers. <laughs> and then they just oh, jolly throughout the night screaming, Evil dies tonight. <laughs> a million times. And Evil then... <laughs> dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. And then they, then they go after a poor uh, mentally handicapped guy. That poor guy, man. I feel like Halloween Kills, that mob scene would have been better if placed at the end of this trilogy. Like, if Michael Myers kills people in Halloween, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and then in Halloween ends, the town's like, fuck this, we're going after him. Yeah, it it would make a little bit more sense then, for sure. But, for sure. yeah, I agree. It It's funny because it is like a fun, like a... It is an interesting idea to have the citizens of Haddonfield take a stand against Michael Myers. It's done in such a silly way in 4, but it actually makes, you know, it makes logical sense. Yeah. But it is still funny that it's just like five hit guys just kind of <laughs> like, we're going to kill him. <laughs> you know what's another thing <laughs> I don't like about 4? is the gunshot sounds in four are absolutely atrocious. It sounds like somebody was playing Goldeneye from the Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> Just imported those sounds into Halloween four. It's like, bing, <laughs> I just don't understand why anyone thought that was a good idea. Michael Myers does rip someone's face off, though. That is... Yeah. <laughs> I go back and forth on 4 because there's so many good things about it. But then... I don't know. There's just silly... It's like silly, and then it doesn't know which tone it wants to be, so it kind of just drifts in between them yeah. randomly. 4 yeah. does capture the fall aesthetic very well. And not for nothing, the beginning of H2O does as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, Halloween 4 also might have the best babe of the series. What's her face? I don't remember her name. The cop's daughter. <laughs> She's also wearing a shirt that says, 
Police do it by the book. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I totally forgot. In Halloween 6, Danny is wearing a shirt that says, Barry kicks ass. And I have no idea what that reference is at all. <laughs> it took me the whole movie to figure out that it said Barry. Because I thought it was Larry at first. <laughs> like Larry kicks ass. I don't know what this means. I wonder if that's a Barry Sanders reference then. <laughs> yeah, who knows? So uh so as we wind down a bit, we've been talking a lot about the past movies. We got one coming up. We got yeah, a Halloween one. ends. You, it's you gonna know, end. It's not. <laughs> it's not. They're making way too much money at the box office. So do you have any expectations or what are you hoping to get out of Halloween ends? I'm going to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of, I know I placed this timeline above the rest of them in my rankings, but I'm kind of not a fan of the, the new ones. They're cool, but they have, they have cool ideas, but they seem to miss the mark yeah. on some very big, some very big plot points that just kind of take me out of the movies. That being said, what I would want from Halloween Ends is exactly that. I want I want this to end. Not the series. I just want... Someone else to take a stab at it? Yeah, I want someone else to take a stab at it. I want Lori or Michael... I want their confrontation to end. I want... And then I want a break, a, a substantial break in Halloween films. I, I, I just, I need this to be it with Lori. I, I get it. You know, she's, she's the final girl. She's, you know, it, it's her versus Michael, right? But she needs to die. <laughs> I wonder if that clause is still in place that Michael can't die. But we're going to find out. <laughs> You know, really, I'm just hoping for a movie that captures... Captures the fall aesthetic. That That's really the only thing I require out of these films, is to just capture Halloween. Make me feel like this is Halloween night somewhere. Haddonfield, wherever it takes place. I'm concerned about the time jump. I know originally the plan was for all three films to take place on the same night. I, I would have probably preferred that. I agree with that. The description and the trailers that we've gotten so far, it's, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm going into it with no expectations. I did the same thing with Halloween Kills, and I came out on the other side of that really enjoying that movie, despite all its flaws. I went into Halloween 2018. I was I was riding high on the the hype train. I was all about it, and... While I think that it's an enjoyable film, I did walk out of that theater a little let down. So I'm not going, I'm not spending my money to go to the theater this time. I'll be watching Halloween Ends the same way I watched Halloween Kills. So I'm going to stream it on Peacock. But I'm, I just, I hope that it, it ties in a nice bow, a nice ribbon on this trilogy and we get some sort of definitive end, whether it's, one of them dies, they both die, but somebody has to die. 
I I don't want to see another Halloween film with Laurie Strode in it, and that's all I want. <laughs> I want I want you to die, Laurie. You can do so many things with Michael Myers, even even if whoever picks back up the franchise, if they decide to retcon everything again and start from scratch, you know, whatever they do, just don't do a remake because the original is perfect. It's still perfect. You don't need to remake it. I think that's why I don't like how Rob Zombie's Halloween much is because it, it is a remake of one. And I feel it's just a poor remake of it. To shoot him some bail, if you're going to do a remake, you need to bring something else to the table. And he did do that. Yeah. I mean, it's shit, but <laughs> he did try. Yeah, I'll give him props for that. Rob Zombie just needs to let someone else write his scripts. He's a great director. He just can't write for the shit. Apparently the monsters is terrible. Well, I heard it was good. Like from from close friends who said that it was good. Listen, I'm I'm worried because I love the original series. (laughs) I adore it. To be fair, I do want to throw out that Rob Zombie's original intent apparently was to shoot the whole movie in black and white and the studio said no so apparently it is a visual treat is the way it was described to me very colorful and uh vivid so yeah well whoa (laughs) i was looking up halloween ends on google and it said related searches mask movies these are the (laughs) options it gave me scream rob zombies halloween 2 the Mask, starring Jim Carrey. Friday the 13th, part three. Halloween 2, like the original. V for Vendetta. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to watch a Mask movie that's like Halloween Ends, you'll love the 1994 comedy The Mask, starring Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You'll love that scene where... He does the the tango in the streets. <laughs> or the conga line, sorry. Well, uh, I think it's uh it's about that time we uh we do some recommendations. And, yeah. Uh, and we mosey on out of here. So the uh yeah, the golden I... question, do do you have a recommendation? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Travis? I don't. All right? Shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Shouldn't be so, a surprise. That's all right. I got you covered. Got you covered. So this week... Hold on. I My recommendation is Son of the Mask, the 2005 comedy <laughs> starring Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there is a great scene in Son of the Mask where Jamie Kennedy... Because, you know, Jamie Kennedy is a father. And for some reason, it... <laughs> Just zooms in on Jamie Kennedy's face as his son drops a huge fart. (laughs) (laughs) Basically shits his little diaper. (laughs) And I I just remember that was the point where I said, okay, (laughs) who decided this was a good idea? (laughs) Uh, But anyway, go ahead. So I'm going to be recommending a horror novel. So I've been 
I've been going through like a really bad reading slump and it's been nearly going on a year now. Wow, man. That reading slump is still hitting yeah, you. Yeah. So I've decided to to try to get out of it that I was going to do something that I rarely do and I'm going to reread a book that I read a while ago and I really enjoyed. So it's something that I know that I enjoy going into it. And the book that I decided to reread was A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. So here is the description. The lives of the Barretts, a normal suburban New England family, are torn apart when 14-year-old Marjorie begins to display signs of acute schizophrenia. To her parents' despair, the doctors are unable to stop Marjorie's descent into madness. As their stable home devolves into a house of horrors, they reluctantly turn to a local Catholic priest for the help. For help, Father Wanderly suggests an exorcism. He believes the vulnerable teenager is the victim of demonic possession. He also contacts a production company that is eager to document the Barrett's plight. With John, Marjorie's father, out of work for more than a year and the medical bills looming, the family agrees to be filmed and soon find themselves the unwitting stars of The Possession, a hit reality television show. When events in the Barrett's household explode into tragedy, the show and the shocking incidents it captures become the stuff of urban legend. Fifteen years later, a best-selling writer interviews Marjorie's younger sister, Mary, as she recalls those long-ago events that took place when she was just eight years old. Long-buried secrets and painful memories that, will cl- that clash with what was broadcast on television begins to surface, and a mind-bending tale of psychological horror is unleashed, raising vexing questions about memory and reality, science and religion, and the very nature of evil. That sounds like a wild ride. So, yeah. So, <laughs> to, to make a long story short, this little girl starts showing signs of schizophrenia. The parents really don't know what to do, so they turn to a priest. The priest suggests that they hire or they document this, or they have a production company document it, and it blows up. And the story is told through the interview with the younger sister, and it's I also... Was, I was thinking it would be a flashback thing. Yep. And I forget that, like, it, it goes back and forth, but I will say one of the things I really like about this horror novel is you get that unreliable narrator. Right. Which, uh, which I really enjoy. But yeah, A Head Full of Ghosts, man. It's, it's one of those somber horror, which I love. Like, I love sad horror. Like, scare me and then make me feel. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. Scare my pants off and then make me cry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like some beadyism shit. (laughs) (laughs) Scare me and make me cry, (laughs) daddy. (laughs) So so what do you got? (laughs) Oh, man. So this is a partial recommendation because I just started it. Um, actually, no. I'm going to change my recommendation mid-recommendation. I'm going to recommend... This isn't a, a, real, a scary recommendation, but it is a fall recommendation. Okay. So uh, there is a game called Life is Strange, the original, and it takes place during, you know, late September, early October, so it has that fall aesthetic. You assume the role of Max Caulfield who discovers that she can manipulate time and time travel. Uh, She is a teenager 
at a prestigious photography school and kind of uses the time travel mechanic in the beginning to sort of make stronger connections with her classmates, which is an interesting idea as a teenager to always say the right thing, because more often than not, you're always saying the wrong thing as a teenager <laughs> because you don't have any life experience. So it is interesting to kind of give a teenager a time travel mechanic in order for them to to make the right call, to make the right, you know, to say the right thing, to make connections. Where it succeeds, I think, is about a quarter of the way through the game. The time travel, uh, the ability to time travel actually hurts your main character. So what this game does really well is it gives you the time travel mechanic and you can use it at any point. Obviously, you are not the character, so you could do it all the time. It doesn't matter. It's not hurting you, but because it hurts your main character and you've already established a connection with them, you don't want your character, to, you know, to be hurt. So it gives you the time travel option. You can use it at any point, but because it starts affecting your character, actually like causing them pain, it makes you think about your choices and the, the consequences of your actions more before you actually decide. So that way you avoid hurting the main character, which is so wonderful. The dialogue is kind of cheesy because it is made by a foreign company, a foreign development company. So it does kind of sound like adults. It does sort of sound like adults attempting to like not really understanding how teenagers talk and just assuming this is how they talk when really they don't. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of kind of pop culture references that, are silly, I think. But I think that central mechanic of time travel and the effects not only on your life and the decisions that follow, the consequences of your actions, but also just the the uh, the idea that you really need to take account and really think about your actions before you do them is interesting. So, yeah, Life is Strange. They just remastered it. It's out on everything. Just came out on Switch recently. That's where I've been playing it. I, I played it before, I think, in 2016 on the PlayStation 4 and really enjoyed it. The Switch port has issues running. <laughs> but, of course it does. But the portability is what I'm playing it for. So, yeah. Life is strange. Check it out. Check it out. Well, guys, that is a wrap on this installment of Five Weeks of Halloween. Yep, this is week three. We talked we talk about all the Halloween movies, except Halloween Ends. And uh, stay tuned, because maybe we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe. We might could. How funny would it be if we just didn't? <laughs> right. Got, we're, we're, we're obviously going to talk about it. <laughs> but you don't know what next week's episode is going to be about. You so definitely... You don't know what two weeks... You don't know what order we're going to do it in. That's very true. All right. All right. So we're keeping you on your toes. Yeah. As far as this episode is concerned, it's over. So thank you for listening. <laughs> and thank you for checking back in with us three weeks in a row. Yeah. And if we appreciate you, that. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes of Five Weeks of Halloween, we encourage you to listen to them. You can listen to them in any order, really. Um, yeah, they're kind of more lighthearted, so... They're easy yeah. listens, I think. 
Yeah, they're they're a damn good time. <laughs> yeah, our unbiased opinion is that they're good. <laughs> <laughs> Again, guys, uh, we'll see you next week. Tweet at us. Yeah, we have we have social media. Nerds Collide Pod on Instagram or Twitter. Tell us what you're into this uh, Halloween season. Let's talk about the Halloween movies. Yeah. Tell me why you like Resurrection, and I'll I'll tell you that you're wrong. Well, that'll be me telling them that they're wrong. You'll you'll more than likely agree with them. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready for all the Resurrection smoke. So let's yeah, do it. I, I just let's wanted. I, I didn't want you to feel left out. <laughs> so let's go bro um <laughs> no let's talk about it what's your favorite mask you know what's your favorite michael myers actor i really didn't say what my favorite michael myers actor was because i'm not like i said i just watched these uh films this a bulk of these films this year in the span yeah. of two weeks so uh you know what's your favorite michael myers mask what's your favorite actor what's your favorite movie Who's your favorite side character and why is it Bucky from Halloween 4? <laughs> <laughs> so guys, just remember, the term nerd is ready to eat for everyone. So find your passion, embrace it, and be the nerd that you are. Bye, you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs>